Hello and welcome to the Herbert Webster podcast series looking at the benefit of financial planning. My name is Adam Herbert. I'm the managing director of Herbert and Webster and we are a chartered firm of financial planners. We're independent as well as directly authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority. With that in mind, we always like to say, please remember this is just a discussion between me and the panel. Please don't accept or take this as advice. So before taking any action, please seek regulated professional advice, maybe from a firm like ours. If you'd like to get in touch, the website is herbertandwebster.co.uk or the main uh, telephone number is 01865 407755. As always, um, well, before that, what we're looking at today, I should say, is in this episode, we're looking at the benefits of financial planning for the individual. And this is really looking at individuals who earn over £100,000 per year or more. Now, whether you're close to retirement and you require help making the best of your current investments to maximise your retirement funds or income, or you have cash on deposit which is earning you very le- very minimal interest, or you've got investments which are underperforming due to lack of management, uh, we're here to take a holistic view of your monetary situation to help you secure your financial future. And as I was about to say, to help us with this discussion, as I do need a little bit of help every now and again, uh, we've got two more financial advisors from the firm. Uh, we've got Kurt McSweeney and Rob Gray. So over to Rob, um, just to introduce yourself, uh, let us know what kind of clients you have which fit in this category and what do they find most beneficial from the service you provide? Okay, yeah, thank you, Adam. As you say, I'm Rob Gray, one of the, uh, the advisors here financial planners as we like to call ourselves these days um, yeah I, I guess th- these clients are our, our bread and butter if you like yeah. um, they, they make up the vast majority of, of the clients that we we have on the books um, and for, for many of them you know, the, the main reason they often get in touch is um, they have concerns around their retirement planning yeah. um, perhaps not quite sure um, you know if they've got enough uh, savings in the background to see them through retirement or quite often they have lots of relatively you know, smaller pots of money that they mm. want to be able to bring together and, and manage in a, a cohesive manner. Mm. Um, and obviously when you're sort of dealing with those, you know, the high net worth clients, uh, yeah. especially those that are you know, over £100,000 a year, um, then there's, there's wider sort of tax planning issues that comes into it as well, which um, I'm sure we'll touch yeah, on. I was going to say, don't, don't go and uh, steal all the funder just yet, <laughs> Rob. And uh, yourself, Kurt, please introduce yourself to the listeners and uh, just tell us a couple of clients which kind of fit this category and why they came and find you. Thank you, you. Thank you, Adam. I'm Kurt, uh, as Adam said, one of the, the planners here. And um, I, think, I think one of the reasons my clients came to find us, or at least me, was the... Um, you know, like Rob said, one of the one of the issues is, is retirement or future retirement. But the the a lot of issues could be you know how they best manage the capital that they've got, sat in either cash or other investments, whether it be investments that they're managing themselves or, or the pension fund, like like Bob, mm-hmm. like, like Bob mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and just you know, I think initially it's it could just be the overview. You know, am I doing the right thing? Am I using all the allowances available to me? Mm-hmm. And and then it sort of leads on to the products and the wrappers available and yeah. the you know the tax reliefs that can be claimed. So I think that's probably good insight. No, fantastic. So, so when you know with our listeners, uh, when do clients usually um, get in touch with you, Rob? Are are you expecting to see clients from certain life cycles? You know, is it retirees? We've mentioned quite a bit about pensions, or is it people during their working life? You know, 
what are who are these clients and and when can we help them um with financial planning we can help them yeah. from whatever age really so yeah. you know really as soon as somebody starts work um you know we can help them with mm. you know perhaps saving for their you know, deposit for their first home or mm. saving to to get married yeah. um at that early sort of part of the life cycle um insurance is really important mm. you know we can help people protect their um, their salaries with income protection or make sure that if they were um, you know, diagnosed with a serious illness that they would have money available to to sort of see them through the tough times um, and as they then get older have a family children make sure there's enough life assurance in place to, to look after um, the, the kids um, and then sort of you know, moving on then starting to save for the longer term um, goals you know uh, education, university costs, and, and retirement, etc. Fantastic, and and yourself, Kurt. You know, when clients come to us, what kind of peace of mind do they have? You know, are we able to, you know, without feeding you the the line? I'm hoping no, you'll come do. out with no, no. <laughs> but what's the benefit? We we say we're independent, we're directly authorised. You know, how, what does this mean in layman's terms to to the client? Why should they come to Herbert and Webster? Uh, I think you know mainly because they know they're getting the right advice. It's, yeah. We're we're one of the few that are a chartered chartered firm, mm. and we're I guess one of the few nowadays that are still actively independent. Mm. So we're the advice we're giving is truly independent, and it's just what's right for the client. Excellent. And obviously, when you give advice, you're you're you know you're bespoking it to their individual needs. What are the kind of tools you use as well to to help? Um, financially plan for for the client who's sat in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the biggest tool we use is our cash flow planning, yeah. you know, our avoidance system, and it's it's a nice visual display to the client and and to us of of how these um, plans that we're looking to implement will will a you know what will they look like in the long term, mm. but how will those short term or initial changes impact those the you know the later values and the later yeah. ability to retire or. Um, you know, like Rob said, pay for school fees, yeah. buy the house, and ra- rather than us just you know sliding a piece of paper with a nice big fat report saying this is what we think we should do and these are the reasons why, yeah. we can visually see how that then plays out for the rest of our client's life. Fantastic. You know, we can then start to play around and look at some what if situations. You know, yeah. what if I retire earlier? What if I, I decide to put the kids through a more expensive private school? Then yeah. we can see how that, that how impacts on their lifestyle. Brilliant. And obviously, we've named this uh, podcast, you know, earners over 100,000 plus, And obviously, that is for a reason. Um, when we start building these financial plans, doing the cash flow planning, which Kurt's just mentioned, what are the things which w- we help the client discover? Because sometimes there's a lot of things which are hidden, which the client is completely unaware when they're uh, when they are earning such a such a high amount of income per year. So, um, so Rob, what what, are, what is the kind of wider areas we start to, to find for these clients? Um, well, there's things such as if, if you earn over a hundred thousand pounds a year, yeah. um, you start to lose your um, personal allowance, yeah. your personal income tax allowance. Um, which obviously has a has an impact on the amount of tax that you pay. Yeah. Um, if if you have some spare money and you can put it into a pension at that point, um, you know, your pension contributions can reduce what's called your adjusted net income. Yeah. Um, perhaps bringing the money, you know, your your netting income below a hundred thousand again, reclaiming yeah. your personal allowance, um, and and can some provide some really good um, tax efficiencies. 
Massively, because then they would be hopefully, depending on how they've contributed, they'd be benefiting from tax relief on the pension contributions, but also reducing their overall income tax liability because they're getting the personal allowance back as well. Correct. And how do you find clients who are earning that kind of money? Do you think they're aware of this most of the time or, or does it just kind of seep through the, the tax system? I think some people are, are aware of it, yeah. but not necessarily. Mm. Um, some people are perhaps aware of it, but never quite get around to doing anything about it. Yeah. Um, we also find, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, if you're earning over a hundred thousand, it's just as likely that you're going to be earning over a hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and then we sort of fall into problems of people's um, sort of annual pension allowance. Well, we can gets reduced. Well, you know who we can ask about that? The the, the mini expert in the, in the firm on this uh, on this oh, level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's what's Rob uh, moving on to then? I've got no idea. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think what Rob was just about to explain was the, the tapered annual allowance. Yeah. And um, we won't go into too much detail. No, but please it's, don't. Um, but basically, you know, if you're earning over 150,000 and your, your adjusted income is over 150,000 and what they call your threshold income is over 110,000, then your annual allowance reduces from 40,000 down to a, a, a maximum or minimum of 10,000. So and, and for the listeners, what is the annual allowance related to? Because The amount that you can pay into the pension. pension. Super. So that you run the risk then of overpaying into the pension, which yeah. could then create a separate tax charge. So you just need to be aware of, you know, how much can go in and how much should be going in. Yeah. We can then also look at, you know, is the tax charge worth paying for the long-term yeah. gains and benefits of a pension? So superb. And obviously, you've got clients where they are affected by this massively. They've now. You know, they used to be able to pay in quite large amounts of money into their pension. Now they're restricted to this £10,000. And as you said, there are tax consequences if they pay over. What are, are there any other vehicles um, which people are starting to look at, uh, be advised on to, to try to uh, keep planning for retirement, really? Because a lot of people think retirement is just pensions, but I'm sure it can be other things as well. No, absolutely. I think, I think that's the key to financial advice, really, is... You know, just because we mentioned the word retirement doesn't mean it has to be a pension. Mm. You know, we're looking at the 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 wider picture. We're looking at using pensions, ISAs as your your standard yeah. terms that everybody sort of tends to know. Um, but there's also certain vehicles such as venture capitalist trusts yeah. and um, enterprise investment schemes, yeah. which are you know they're for the we, we generally say that for the, the larger or the higher net worth client because yeah. they come with certain risks attached to them, yeah. but because of those risks, they also offer more favourable tax reliefs. So it's Super. a way to bring the tax bill down, yeah. get some money invested, hopefully earn a return on it in the future, but it's again a part of that planning process. Fantastic. And Rob, have you, have you found that this is an area where clients are becoming more interested in um, the VCTs? So the Venture Capitalist Trust is VCT and Enterprise Investment Scheme EIS. Um, so VCTs EISs are they coming more on the on the landscape with your clients? They definitely are now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, for a couple of years now, we we've had to sort of deal with this um, you know, reduced uh, pension annual allowance. Yeah. Um, but for the first couple of years, a lot of people had unused um, annual allowance from yeah. previous years that they could carry forwards. Um, but that's now coming to an end. Um, and if you can imagine, most of the mm. people that are um, affected by the, the, the tapered annual allowance, um, it's because they're earning in excess of £150,000, mm. which means that they're just you know, basic employer contributions into a pension scheme 
use up all their reduced yeah. you know, uh, annual allowance now. So um, for them, it's the only other way to um, to benefit is to to look at using these other other types of schemes of ECTs and EIS. Um, so yeah, we, we're getting to the the threshold of when they become valuable much quicker for people. Yeah, completely. No, and also with these you know with a pension there's limits on how you can access that money at certain ages um also with vct eis is they're tied up for certain periods of time so um how can you get your client into a position to know that they can fund these particular vehicles how do they know that they can take on the associated risk how how does that help in the how do you do that in the financial planning part really I'll, I'll come over to you first, Kurt. <laughs> Aren't you lucky? There you go. <laughs> so how do we, how do we, okay, I think. Um, okay, so I suppose for, you know, the first place we start off is to sit down with a client. Yeah. Um, in most cases, you know, we find that nowadays a lot of clients are actually, if they're too busy with work in, in other roles, mm -hmm. then actually we can just do it over the phone or via, via webinars. Um, but usually it's to have that meeting with the mm -hmm. client and begin to understand what their position is and what it is they're trying to achieve because yeah. there's no point us heading down this this path if we don't know where we're going so um understanding the client is the first and foremost find out what it is that we want to do and yeah. by what time period yeah. it's then for us to go away and to plan that and what wrappers what products to use and and the best way to get the client there really fantastic and um so and rob how do you how do you see these meetings going? Are you meeting clients, you know, once a year and you're just planning everything for them in one go? Or is it a bit more of a kind of little but often meetings? How does that work or is it dependent to the client really? Yeah, it is uh, not too often, but it could be sort of quarterly meetings or yeah. half yearly meetings depending on the circumstances. Yeah. Um, as we touched on another um, you know, podcast that we've done it's more yeah. about the holistic sort of financial plan now yeah. rather than meeting someone saying oh you've got twenty thousand pounds to invest how about putting it into this really high risk vct yeah, yeah. um you know, we would look at that twenty thousand pounds in the context of all the other savings and investments that the client has yeah. as well so that actually we're making sure that the overall portfolio of savings and investments that they have um sits within their identified sort of attitude to risk their capacity for loss yeah. we would take into account as well um, and that way then by by taking that more holistic mm. approach to to everything we can usually afford to take a relatively higher level of risk with a very small proportion of yeah. their portfolio um, because it, it balances everything out overall so yeah that's yeah. that's how we we would look to do it and then yeah it's meeting with the the client as the as the year sort of goes on mm -hmm. um, to make sure that you know, quite often it might be in the last couple of months of the tax year we would certainly have a meeting yeah. to, to identify what they have available um, and, and make sure it, you know, allowances are used before they're lost. Superb and uh, Kurt I know you've had some uh, good experiences with clients where obviously you're doing this kind of tax planning pension contributions VCT um, I know we're not accountants, but what happens with the clients and uh, and if there isn't a need and if there is a need for an accountant, how how do you work with that relationship? Yeah, so you generally find with the <coughs> you know this this type of client there comes a, a level of complexity that you don't get associated with the yeah. um, the different you know, the other types of clients. So when that happens, it's about bringing in the right people. You yeah. know, we're not trying to be solicitors, we're not trying to be accountants, we're the financial planner. So. Yeah. 
if we need that expertise well let's bring it in and in most cases we'll help pay for that uh, or at least pay towards that service under our, our guardian offering Brilliant. so it, it just means then you know we've got the right people doing the right jobs for that client and they're getting the, the overall experience superb so I think we're kind of coming to a natural end to this podcast um, Rob what, what do you think you know is the main benefit clients have from using you as their financial planner what do they tell you or, or what do you believe is the benefit that they have I think the main benefit is is, is confidence really yeah. Yeah. Um, as we said before it, it just means that people do have a point of contact um, where you know they know they can send us an email or pick up the phone and, and ask a question to, to clarify yeah um, and, you know, quite often we, we might sit down with people work out with them um, you know, for example how much they they can put into a pension this year yeah. utilizing all of their carry forwards um, 12 months later they want to do the same thing again but can't quite work out you know where yeah. they are now it's fine pick up the phone we'll work it out bring everything up to date and give them this year's example of you know the maximum that they can put in um, and then help help them to do that um, obviously where we are at the moment um, February 2019 yeah. we've just had four or five months of pretty poor stock market performances yeah um, where a lot of people were looking at their statements and thinking blimey my money's fallen yeah actually we're there on the end of the phone to provide the reassurance to say actually you know these things happen and actually put it in context with the previous three years where things have been very very good um, so it, it's just that ear really and um, the ability to to put them at ease excellent so you're, you're just an ear for, for your client just an ear yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a mouth because we have to reply there you go yes. <laughs> and yourself Kurt, would you add anything on to what Rob's just said uh, I, I don't think so no it's, it's a good job there I mean it's, it's you know at the end of the day every individual every client that we have is very good at what it is that they do mm. you know and they're obviously very good to be in a position where they're being paid lots of money to do it um, but they don't necessarily do what we do yeah. and understand the things that we do in regards to finance, the same as I wouldn't if I was in their position yeah. doing their job. So, you know, it's again, it goes back to that having the right people doing the right job for you. If you, know, yeah, you can do this all yourself, but do you have the time, the money, yeah. or the even the inclination to do it? If not, yeah. then, you know, get somebody else to do it. Brilliant. There you go. That's superb. Well, I think that's where we'll end the episode. So I just want to say thank you, Rob, for attending. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Kurt, for attending. Thanks, Adam. And thank you, the listener, for listening. Um, this has been the Herbert Webster podcast. Thank you.